the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Buca Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. The word of the Lord this morning from John, Gospel, chapter 15, beginning at verse 26. Uh, the word of the Lord reads as follows. But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Let me keep uh, reading. I'm going to pick up at verse 5 of chapter 16 because even though there's a division in your Bible, there's no division in the original text. But now I go away to him who sent me. None of though none of you ask me where are you going, but because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth: it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we bless you today for your your word, we thank you for this worship experience. We thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. God, we're so grateful that we have an opportunity to be in your word and to hear from you today. Lord, I'm praying even now, God, that you would open up this scripture and utilize me as a vessel in your hand to accomplish your will, that the word of God might go forward and accomplish what you have designed and orchestrated it to do. Father, I pray that someone who's lost today might come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I'm praying, eternal God, 
God that someone who has drifted in their fellowship might make a commitment today to renew the broken fellowship, to rededicate themselves to you. I pray that you would encourage the discouraged, Lord, that you would lift us all up and encourage us, Lord, that we might be drawn to you and walk closer with you and fulfill more of what you've called us to do. Spirit of the living God, I am in need of you this morning that I can speak clearly, that I would... Uh, understand clearly, that I would think clearly, Lord God, that your word would come out in such a way that it would be the very oracle of God. Spirit of the Lord, have your way, and I will give your name all the glory and all the honor and all the praise, for it is in Jesus' name that I pray with thanksgiving and expectation, and all the people of God said together, amen. As we continue to delve into this theme of walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, we still find ourselves in the Gospel of John on this morning. And on this occasion, as we delve into John's Gospel, we find uh, here ourselves uh, still listening to Jesus talk, the red letter edition, listening to Jesus declare, listening to Jesus encourage, listening to Jesus instruct. And he's instructing his disciples as he's preparing to depart from them. He's explaining in this particular text, and he has uh, just before this portion that I've read in your hearing, he's explained to them that as you, as, as I leave you, you're going to have to deal with and go through some variety of challenges challenges, some some perplexities. You're going to have to deal with some hostilities. Everybody's not going to be happy that you're you're my children. And so he, he warns them and prepares them that hostility is going to come, difficulties are going to come, adversities are going to come, uh, but yet I am going to provide for you uh, a resource in the presence and in the person of the Holy Spirit, and he will sustain you as you go through and deal with with all of these particular challenges. Somebody should have said amen right about there. You, you should have be glad that you've got some help to go through your problems. And Jesus says, I'm leaving the Holy Spirit to take care of that for you. And in fact, what he lays out in the text, he's going to share with us uh, some of the ways in which the Holy Spirit will uh, actually empower us and, and change, if I can say it this way, uh, how we walk through this journey and uh, how uh, not only our lives individually, but how his, the presence of the Holy Spirit will impact the world in which we live. I want to talk to you on this morning from the idea and the subject matter impacts on your walk and the world when the Holy Spirit comes. I don't believe there should be very many people who can attest differently than the fact and reality that after you became a child of God, your life and your walk changed. Say amen, somebody. Somebody. Now, I'm not suggesting that everything fell in order. And that you became the perfected child of God and everything is, was perfect once you gave your life to Christ. Because I've been around long enough to know that even though you've been saved for 10 years, 15 years, 20, 40, 50 years, there's still some struggles. There's still some things you haven't overcome. There's still some things that don't look like Jesus that you still do. It's getting quieter. But the Holy Spirit has impacted your life 
And because he's impacted your life, he's impacted the world. But even beyond your life being impacted, the presence of the Holy Spirit is impacting the world since he's come. Y'all still here? The text this morning that we read in your hearing from John 15, I started at John 15 at there at verse 26. Uh, because what he, what he literally says, and what you're going to see in, the, in this text is over and over. John, I mean, Jesus is going to keep saying, he keep repeating this when the, when the Holy Spirit comes, when the Holy Spirit comes. If you look there at verse 26, he says, but when the helper comes, uh, if you look further down in chapter 16, verse 8, he says again, and when he, when he comes, that is the Holy Spirit, when he comes. Then he says this again in verse, uh, chapter 16, verse 13, I believe it is. He says, however, when the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit of truth comes, he keeps reminding the, the, the disciples, he keeps saying to those that are disciples of his, when the Spirit comes, things are going to happen. Things are going to change. And so he says, first of all, when the Spirit comes, he will testify of me. Chapter 15, verse 26. But when the helper comes, he's, I'm sending you some help. You're going to deal with some adversity. You're going to deal with some trials, some tribulations. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, whom proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Now, if I can walk carefully through this before we dig to uh, move too, too speedily through the text, I need you to see something in this text that Jesus does that helps us to see the triune God, the fact that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are one. He, he literally lays it out right here in these opening verses here. He says, um, the, when the helper comes whom I will send, who's I? I is Jesus. It's a red letter edition, right? This, this is not hard. This is easy. This is an easy quiz. He says, I'm going to send him to you, him who comes from the Father. Who's the Father? Well, John already said earlier in John chapter 1, I'm the Father. Because in the beginning was the Word. I'm the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and I was with God, and I am God. So he says, when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, who is the helper? The helper is the spirit of truth. Well, who is truth? I am the truth. I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the light. So it's my spirit that I'm sending that's coming forth from me. But he literally says, from the Father, who is me. Y'all see this? So, so he's laying out for those that would argue that the, the, there is no triune God. He would argue against you here that, yes, I'm literally laying out for you that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are one. They're one God but three persons. Y'all still here? Uh, they're not three persons and one God. They're, they're, they're one God in three persons, and they all have varying responsibility. Y'all still here with me? And so he says, but when he comes... The Holy Spirit, the ministry, the responsibility that he comes with is that he will testify of me. He will be a witness of me. The Holy Spirit that I'm sending, he will witness, he will testify of me. That is Jesus. That is God, the Father. He, is, he will testify that he and I and the Father are all the same. He's going to testify of us, this, this spirit that is coming that I'm sending you. He will testify of me. He's going to talk about me. He's going to represent me. 
And I won't be here to testify of myself because I'm leaving, but I'm sending my spirit to testify of me. Help me here, God. I'm leaving the world, but don't let the world become too, too much in despair thinking that they're left to themselves and they can do whatever they want. Because I'm still sending my spirit back that my spirit's presence might be here, that the, the world might know that the presence of God is still here. Because he's going to testify about me. He's going to testify of me that I'm still here. Lord, help me, God. And I, and he will testify of me. How is he going to do that? He's going to testify of me two ways. One, the Holy Spirit himself is going to testify of me. He will utilize divine principles, divine ways. He will utilize whatever agents of his creation to testify of him. When you woke up this morning and the sun rose in the sky, God was testifying through the, through the very essence of his creation that I'm still here. When you felt the, the, the breeze blow on you, that was God's spirit blowing on you. And, and the presence was letting you know I'm still here. I have haven't left you when you when you got out of bed this morning and your mind was still working and you didn't have nothing to do with that but God kept your mind in its right place it was the Holy Spirit saying I'm still here I'm still here with you I haven't left you he will testify of me that I'm still here y'all still here with me and he will use whatever agent necessary he will use the trees. He will use the wind. He will use the storm. He will use uh, the water and the floods and the earthquakes and, and all what we call natural disasters. God is using it all to let us know that I'm still here and I'm still in control and I'm still the one that you've got to give answer to. You can call me Mother Nature and all other names you want to call it, but it ain't Mother Nature. It's God. And it's the presence of God that's here. And I'm still here. He'll testify of me. You'll, you'll have experiences where I'm there witnessing and testifying to you that the presence of God is there. Sometimes we'll come in church. Not every Sunday, but sometimes. Sometimes we come in church and we can just feel the heavy presence of God. It's like the Holy Spirit is saying, I'm here. Sometimes you come and you've gone through a week that looked like hell and, and you went through so much and so trouble, so much in your life and so much struggle and you got to the house of God and it was like the peace of God just came over you. That was the Holy Spirit testifying of him that I'm here, I'm with you, and I got you. Y'all still here with me? So, so what, in whatever means the Holy Spirit needs to let you know he's testifying of him, he will do that. But he also, the text says in verse 27, but you also, my disciples, and you also will bear witness. So the Holy Spirit is going to also utilize you and me as disciples of the Lord. And he, he gives his disciples in the text, he says, because you have been with me from the beginning. That is from the beginning of the ministry. Jesus' ministry, three to three and a half years, and his disciples have been with him, and he says, you, you, I've, I've trained you. I've discipled you. I've prepared you to be my witnesses. I took you and I showed you things and I taught you things and I sent you out so that you could experience things. And so I prepared you to be my witnesses. This is why it's so important for us to be discipled. You, you're not, it's not just good enough to be saved. You need to be discipled so you can be a witness for the Lord. Whew, help me, God. And, and if I can say it this way, um, that you could be a more effective witness. I can be a more effective witness for the Lord when I know the Lord that I'm talking about. 
Y'all still here? And so if I learn of him, I can tell, my, I can tell people more about him. <laughs> and, and if I only know that I got saved, yeah, I can tell people I got saved and, and I got saved and Jesus saved me. And I don't, I don't know a whole lot more. And that's good. Tell that. But, but let's not stop there. Let's learn some more of him. Let's learn a little bit more about him so that when we go out to be witnesses for him, that we can tell the world about him in a little bit more depth. Are y'all still here? And he, so he says here, look, not only is the Holy Spirit going to be witness, is, is only on a witness of me, but you also will be my witnesses. And the Holy Spirit will be in you to use you as a vessel to be a witness to testify of me. I like that. I like that. Now, now herein lies part of the struggle in that, in that, uh, in that uh, instruction, in that illustration that, that, that Jesus gives. Now watch this. When the Holy Spirit comes in you to dwell in you, the only way you can be an effective witness for him is you've got to be willing to open your mouth. Hold on, let me me give you a little illustration. Let's just suppose that uh, two months ago, the police came to your house, broke down your doors, Snatched you out of your house and locked you up, put you in prison. And they accused you, you, a member of Kettering Baptist Church. Imagine that. They accused you of murder in the first degree. Not just for one person, but for multiple people. And you're thinking to yourself, this can't be true. And so, as you and your attorney begin to put together your case to prove that it is impossible that it was you that committed these crimes, your attorney says to you, who can be a character witness for you? In other words, who can we call when the trial is playing out that will get on the bench and say that you are a good person? That you are a person who lives upright before God. Matter of fact, who can we call that you were with that night that the crimes took place that will, we can put on the stand as a witness to say, yeah, they were with me on that night. Now, imagine that you give a list of some folks and, and the trial begins to play out and they call your first witness to the stand. And the first witness that is a great friend of yours. Y'all been together for three, four years now. And they get on the stand, maybe even longer. They get on the stand and the, the, the attorney begins to ask questions and your witness, who you gave, won't say nothing. And they say, well, I, I need, do I need to read, do I need to read word the question? And they reword the question and they ask your Your witness, can you give some, I mean, your friend's life is on the line here. And they don't say nothing. And then they call the second witness who happens to be somebody who is a friend of yours. Y'all go way back and in fact, they owe you money. Lord Jesus. 
and you're on trial for your life and they get on the witness stand and they ask your witness who owes you money, who's been your friend for a long time. You were taking care of them. You were looking out for them. You were covering them and protecting them. And they get on the stand and they won't say a word. Can you imagine that? Are you a little bit frustrated? Stop lying. You a lot frustrated. (laughs) But watch this. You are a friend of God. And he died for you. Lord, help me. He shed his blood for you. And he adopted you into his family. And he blessed you over and over and over and over again. And he says, will you open your mouth and be a witness for me? I'm going to put my spirit in you so you'll know what to say about me. But you got to open up your mouth and be a vessel. Lord, help me, God. So that the world can know that I am who I say I am. I can only imagine the frustration that the Lord must feel of all those witnesses that he's called to the stand who haven't opened their mouth and said, Jesus is my king. They haven't opened their mouth to say, no, Jesus is the real deal. He changed my life. He got me off drugs. He fixed my family. He worked miracles in my life. And you need to accept him as Lord. I can't imagine how frustrated God must be. But I took you through that scenario because I wanted you to know what it felt like. If you were on trial for your life and your witnesses said nothing. John says, or rather Jesus says in this gospel of John, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will testify of me. So watch this. Even when children of God decide I'm not opening my mouth, the Holy Spirit will take it from there. What I love about God, he doesn't leave the eternality of other people's lives in, in our hands. To either witness or not. Because some folks would have been. (laughs) A whole lot of people would be lost. If it was only left up to us to witness. So I'm grateful that God not only uses us. And he does. And I'm not trying to condemn everybody. I'm not trying to condemn anybody. But but if the shoe fits as they say. um, Now. but, 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 But what God does is he makes sure. That the witness of himself will go forward. That the Holy Spirit will testify of me and I'm going to use my disciples to testify of me when the Holy Spirit comes. That's, that's the impact that's, that's happening on the world. That's the impact that's happening in our walk as we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Y'all still here with me? He moves on, verse chapter 16. He says, not only will he testify of me, but he says, uh, verse 5 picks up, it says, now I got to go away. Um, And in fact, he says, to my advantage that that I go away. And when, verse 8 says, and when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So the second thing that the Holy Spirit will do as an impact on our walk and on our world when he comes is that he will convict the world. That's, that's one of the, the ministries, if I can say it that way. That's the, the, an impact that the Holy Spirit will have, not only on our walk, but on our world when he comes. 
The Holy Spirit is going to come convicting the world. Jesus says here in the earlier verses in verse 5, I believe, uh, through 8, he says, look, um, when I came into the world, I did not come to condemn the world. But rather I came that the world through me might be saved. And he says in essence to his disciples, now my work is done. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org. Or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.